0: It
1: is Monday, May 29th, Memorial Day. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. The Celtics look to make history tonight. And VGK will try, try again. Here comes the Vegas truth.
0: This is straight out of Vegas.
2: Um...
1: We are straight out of Vegas AM your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean here's what you need to know to start your day
0: Boston Celtics look to come all the way back tonight
1: the Dallas Stars look to do something similar and force a game seven what is the Vegas lead Scott I think it has to be the basketball yeah we'll we'll, we'll definitely get into the hockey because the, the Dallas Stars are trying to also come back from 3-0 down and They've won the last two games. They're trying to force a game seven, but the Celtics have already done that. Mackenzie Rivers, our NBA expert, is with us here on Straight Out of Vegas AM. And, Mac, you had talked about this from the beginning when, and I say beginning, meaning like once game four started, when the Celtics were down three games to none, you said, you know, we've never had this situation before with a team as good as Boston
3: trailing in this spot. Exactly. I mean, uh, I think Zach Lowe said he ran the numbers. I'm not sure exactly what numbers you were looking at. If you're looking at odds, any way you want to splice it, this was the most likely 3-0 comeback uh, in basketball history. and It it very easily could have happened in the first round. and It would have been a very different story. It could have been a very similar series and still a different story if the uh, Heat would have won that first play-in game. I mean, on the season, the Heat have a negative scoring margin. The Celtics had the best scoring margin in the league. This is the matchup that we thought we were getting from The analytics standpoint when ESPN said it was a 97% chance. Hey, they didn't say they weren't going to win it easily. They just said it was a 97% (laughs) chance the Celtics were going to beat the Heat.
1: What's the biggest difference that you've noticed in the three wins for Boston as opposed to the three losses?
3: Uh, Jimmy Butler, uh, Mm. if you flip that around, the the three losses for the Heat. uh, I mean, it just seems like a distant memory where he was scoring 56 and 42 in back-to-back nights. Uh, the way he plays, the uh, you know, I hate to use the term, but the way he's carrying the team on a possession by possession basis, I think he's just worn down. And if he's not efficient, even when they're hitting fifty percent of their threes, and the Celtics are hitting twenty percent, they could still find a way to lose. Uh, I think Jimmy Butler has to be great, and if he's good, they probably lose. Uh, maybe if they hit enough threes, they can get lucky. But he really has to be great, uh, and they have to hit a lot of threes if they're if they're if they're if they're, they're likely to win. It seems like. With Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, they're like they're almost
0: connected. Like if one fails, the other seems to be failing in the same game. If one, if one is having a great game, the other seems to be having a really good game. At the worst, is it is this unusual for the two superstars of a team? Not that Bam Adebayo is a superstar. I don't know if Jimmy Butler is even a superstar. But the two best players on a team consistently playing well at the same time and then playing poorly at the same time.
3: And like, is it something we've ever seen before? And is it something the heat you think can overcome? Yeah, it's the kind of player that Bam Adebayo is. He's not a superstar. He's uh, not really an offensive uh, go-to guy. He's more like Draymond Green. And when Steph Curry's really hot, Draymond Green has a lot more space. And when Jimmy Butler's making the right moves and uh, getting in, people in foul trouble and uh, really taking taking a lot of heat, taking a lot of pressure uh, from the defense, that's when Bam Adebayo can be special and get those crazy dunks or maybe make a secondary move and pass it out he's a good um he's he's good once there is an edge in the half court then he can take advantage of that but he he doesn't necessarily create those edges so he's kind of reliant as the rest of the team is on jimmy butler being excellent are you surprised at the way that the spread
1: opened up for game seven and we see the money coming in on miami
3: uh no not really because um like most game sevens uh at least in recent memory they're gonna open and then all the money's gonna come in on the under uh, well, you got to take, well, actually, I'm not surprised now that it's gotten all the way to seven, uh, but seven and a half made sense to me, because if you're going to have a total that's 12 points lower than the lower than the last game, it makes sense that the expected margin would be less. But um, this is very similar to the game seven in Philly, where they were hosting the Sixers and all the money throughout trickled in on the opponent. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't know. They're what five and zero in elimination games and four and zero in the last two years and game sevens. So it is a little bit surprising, but um, this is remember after uh after game four, you asked me what the line should be. I mean, the Heat have been upgraded, AJ. And I said it should be seven, seven and a half. They're half. They're they're not as bad. They're about two points better than what the market saw at the beginning of the series. So this is where I think it should be, although I'm surprised that it actually got there now.
0: What's your takeaway after game six? Because it's real easy to say the, the Heat lost by one point on a last tenth of a second shot. But the Heat played – I mean, while well, I say the Heat played – Jimmy Butler and Bam played so poorly that the, the heat, the fact that they were even in that game is almost shocking. And I, you watch the entire game and you don't really know how the heat were where they were, how the heat had a lead with, uh, you know, three seconds left to go like between game six and seven. How did the, opinion, or maybe I should say between games five and seven, how did game six
3: change the opinions of the market in your mind or did it? I don't think a market did make an adjustment, even though the heat covered, uh, you know, beat expectations. But um, I really think it's just a lower total and the team's not expected to hit. Uh, you know, they won 21 points on the three point line. You ask how they're in it. That's that's how they're in it. Uh, plus 21 there. And then their superstars were minus 21. And that's how it became an even game.
1: Do you have those numbers again when um, we talked about the home teams being down uh, 3-0? As opposed to we know it's like Owen one hundred and fifty eight right. or whatever it is. But in this situation that the Celtics are in, and I mean we talked about this last week, it's really not that drastic of you know, historical precedent here,
3: yeah. it's happened three times. and uh, so
1: so Owen three <laughs> as opposed to Owen one hundred and fifty something
3: hundred exactly, yeah. uh, and fifty exactly it made at one fifty the last time was the uh, Celtics magic in two thousand and nine.
1: Yeah, so think about that. Like everyone wants to talk about, oh, this is this would be such a historic thing. Really, if something only happened 3 times prior,
3: it's not really that historic. There's also the 150 number. I get it, but it's 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 um I know, just great- I, I just don't think all 30
1: series are created equal.
3: Yeah, 100%. And that's why there was you know, minus twelve hundred, plus eight hundred. That's like a ten percent chance. The market thought it was going to happen, even though it never happened before. The market was not uh not spooked by these. It's never been ever, never ever ever. It it happens, and we'll make money off it along the way. So where are we leaning on tonight?
1: Uh, I know game sevens are usually low scoring. This number right. is low two o three and a half. Is it still good enough to fire on the under?
3: I'm passing it. Uh, I just feel like. Either you're going to get in early on these things or, or you're just going to be uh, too late and in, in, in the wash like that zig-zag-zag there. And now it's priced in such a way where, yeah, there's going to be some value at the very open, and 206.5. Uh, but then, you know, it's, it's the cat is out of the bag as far as Game 7 totals. And this one, I think, if anything, um, I could see the Heat getting desperate. I could see the Celtics getting desperate, and they have a bunch of three-point shooters. So actually, if anything, I bet the over at this point.
1: AJ, where are you on the player props?
0: Uh, I I don't know because I feel like now the the Gabe Vincent and the Martin, those guys have been kind of so pumped up that now maybe there's uh, it's maybe too much. Uh, But again, if Duncan Robinson is going to get so many open looks and he missed two huge threes late in that game. Uh, but again, he he's finding open looks. He's the best best three point shooter on the Heat. I assume he's going to get more looks. He's a guy I'd look at an over. I would just look at, I, I would probably look at both the superstars under Jason Tatum under Jimmy Butler under. Uh, maybe, you know, I, I don't want to say it's square because we've talked about that McKenzie's really hit on the superstars going under this year, but it does seem like those totals are just being inflated, uh, maybe a point or two more than they should be. So it may, may just be simple for me. Instead of trying to figure out which role player is going to make something happen, it may just be looking to fade the big dogs
1: in this one. Tatum, 31 and a half. And it's a crazy he, number. He had exactly 31, though, in the game yeah. six win. <laughs> uh, Jalen Brown is at 24 and a half. He had 26 in game six. And as for Jimmy Butler, who did finish with 24 points in game six, Butler is listed at 28 and a half. Now that is a high number, but it's it's probably correlated to what you think is going to happen in the game. If you think the Heat are going to win, I think Jimmy Butler has to go over that number. And if you think the Celtics take care of business, which I honestly do, then I think Butler goes under.
3: Scott, who do you think was going to win game 7 uh Red Sox Yankees? It just sent, I was watching an old uh video. You're just trying to open up the, old the, wounds for. Yeah, yeah that uh, never happened, it seems McKenzie. So inevitable. That it never seems so inevitable McKenzie, that
1: never happened, okay? I don't know what 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 like what alternate <laughs> what timeline <laughs> what alternate timeline you're living in, but you know it must be some like Mandela effect for you. But that 3-0, <laughs> that never happened. I don't know what you're talking about.
3: Never in sports history.
1: <laughs> no, um, but yes, obviously, like it was. I thought the Yankees were going to win Game Seven. You know, I, I feel like it's it's a little bit different now because Boston's the home team. Boston's the better yeah. team. So if this was. If this was a 3-1 series, like if Boston won game three in Miami and then the Heat won game four and it was three to one, the same exact uh, tally going back to Boston for game five and it played out the same way, I'd still be all over Boston here in game seven. I I just I don't think like the historical magnitude of them being down 3-0 doesn't doesn't affect my decision here at all. I agree with that. That's just logical.
3: It's kind of cold, though.
1: Let me ask you about a player prop, Mac.
0: And one (laughs) of the guys who has been incredible in the wins and awful in the losses, if you think that the Celtics win Game 7, feels like Marcus Smart going over his prop seems like a, a a pretty good call as he scored about nine points per game in the three losses. And has has scored about 18 points per game in the three wins. Numbers set at 14
3: and a half. Do you think Marcus Smart gets there in Game Seven? Yeah, and I don't know if you know this, but those three wins have actually all been in a row. Uh, so the last three games have been the three wins in which he's averaging 18 points, and he's shooting twice as much—15 shots, 12 shots, 11 shots—versus yep versus only like six in the first three games. So um, I, I feel like even if they don't win, I feel like he's going to go over if you get. 14 shots. Because he's going to get the opportunities. You should get 16 points. Exactly. Are we going to see uh, another 42-minute performance from Derek White in, in Game 7? Yeah, I was looking at his number. 14 and a half. He's not averaging 14 and a half. They're just like, this guy's sainted, so he's going to play a lot. And I don't necessarily disagree. <laughs> I mean, I
1: think you have to. And then uh, as far as the, you know, the, the, the heat, I mean vincent's back in the lineup he's he's healthy he's contributing but martin's going to be the guy that for the most part was their leading scorer in that last game i just think that i don't want to say it's unraveling but you cannot like what you've seen from from the miami heat now and, and feel confident really in betting any of their players to go over their numbers tonight
3: yeah uh caleb martin 15 and a half didn't you bet over eleven and a half last week aj i did it's, it's yeah, the markets times have changed. The market's caught up. He's the MVP of the series, obviously, for the Heat. Uh yeah, I, I don't see I don't see any player I, I would feel great about going the over with. Uh, but my favorite under would actually be Butler. I feel like he's gonna be a passer in this. Uh they just they just have to have a lot of backs to to ride this on. They can't do it all by all by himself. You just said
1: something interesting, McKenzie.
3: You said that
1: Gabe Vincent is their uh excuse me, Caleb Martin is their MVP. Uh, you can go on FanDuel right now and bet on Eastern Conference Finals MVP. Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum is minus 330. So that shows you how they feel about the Celtics winning this game, obviously. Jimmy Butler is plus 290. Caleb Martin is plus 3,800. Now, if Caleb Martin has a monster performance and the Heat win game seven, Do you think they give Jimmy Butler the Eastern Conference Finals
3: MVP or they give it to Caleb Martin? It would have to be like a 40 burger. I could see it happening though. But the thing, the funny thing about it is you mentioned minus 330 is the worst bet in the world. You can just bet the Celtics to win the game. Ah. Adam's not going to win the MVP. Exactly. They don't win the game. Exactly. Uh, And plus 290 is interesting because it's a lot better than the plus 240 you get on the money line for the Heat. Uh, So you could always take insurance out with a a few dollars on the 38 to one. But I feel like if I think the Heat's going to win, I like to. Butler plus two ninety to win the MVP. Well, yeah,
1: sure, it's, you get better payouts there. But yeah, I'm just saying thirty eight to one on Caleb Martin to win the the conference finals MVP. If he goes off tonight and they win, there might be some voters that'll that'll say, hey, they don't really win without Caleb Martin. So, uh, but then again, you look at what Butler did. I guess you kind of have to look at the three wins, right? Because it's like, ha- so. yeah, it's like, how did they win four games? Okay, well, let's look at the first three games that they won. Oh, you mean the 35-point perform- performance in game one by Jimmy Butler? The 27-8-6 and six performance in game two? Yeah, you know, th- that's what they're going to look at as opposed to his performance in the
3: losses. In the three wins, 11 steals for Jimmy Butler. In the three losses, four steals.
1: Yeah. At the defensive prowess that it's, it's present when they win, not yeah. when they lose. Uh, so, game seven tonight the Celtics, seven point favorites, and the total 203 and a half as uh, everyone is on the under. The NHL Western Conference Finals will continue tonight in Dallas as the series shifts venues. Once again, the Stars were able to avoid elimination. Here in Vegas, in game number five, as they try to come back from three games to none down. Much like the Boston Celtics have done in forcing the game seven tonight. The Stars are trying to force a game seven of their own. And in order to do that, they need to win tonight. Uh, Dallas is a minus 130 favorite at home tonight against the Golden Knights. And I think that's interesting because it feels like they've been hard luck losers in this series, guys. Like, you look at the results and, what, three of the four games went to overtime? I know they won one of those overtime games, but I know I've been saying this, it seems like, the entire postseason. It just seems like we could say that this series was 3-2 the other direction, and you wouldn't have much of an argument as to why. And last game was the first game
0: where I really felt like, uh one team really established themselves and it was i mean it all took about two minutes i I was telling you during the text i got up and went to the restroom and when it was two two and when i came back it was four to two but it felt like that took all the wind out of vgk's sails, and this was the first time in that series where i thought like man maybe dallas is better than them and i don't know if that's the case or not obviously there's still I mean, VGK is up, they were up three, nothing for a reason. Mm -hmm, They're they're still up three, two for a reason, but that was the first time where it felt like this isn't going to be as easy as I thought it might be. Uh, So my, my confidence was at like a 10 out of 10. It's now at about a six out of 10. And that's really based on about two minutes of play where VGK let their guard down and it felt like Dallas kind of, despite being down in the series, really took control of things.
1: Yeah, well, if you look at the expected numbers, and again, I've been saying that this entire postseason has kind of defied all the numbers, but uh, in the five games that both teams have played, Dallas has has been outscored by Vegas 15-12, to but the expected numbers show that Dallas should have been outscoring Vegas 17.4 expected goals for, as opposed to the 12 that they did score, and 12.48 goals for Vegas, as opposed to the 15 that they did score. So Vegas is, has actually overperformed to an extent, and Dallas has underperformed to an extent. Now, how much of that, much like in the Carolina-Florida series, has to do with goaltending? Like, yes, um, Jake Ottinger was awful in the 4 nothing loss in game number three, the game that he got pulled in, um, and Aiden Hill has played extremely well. Uh, But Ottinger has bounced back now with two really good performances back-to-back to to really take back momentum or take momentum for the first time in this series. And I agree with the line. I agree Dallas should be favored in this game. Uh, You know, you're just looking at the way they've played over the last two games. And I know the overtime game was a coin flip, but I feel like they've had the better of the play the last two games. And if you're a Vegas Golden Knights fan, I think you're really nervous going into tonight.
0: Uh, I can guarantee you that, yes, you are. That That is 100% fact. You are nervous. And, it, and much like kind of the Boston series, we talked about it. Boston wins game six. It feels like, oh, boy, it, the, all that momentum's gone away. It feels like the team that's won three in a row certainly has the edge. I, I feel that'd be the same. Just like I feel like the Celtics have all the momentum now. Taking all that momentum away from VGK and giving it to Dallas feels like almost a death sentence, even though the difference being – that Vegas would get their game at home.
1: Yeah, now we've seen a shift in the uh, series price. Um, Vegas is minus 320, Dallas plus 250 on the comeback. And as far as the odds to win the Stanley Cup, Florida is your favorite at plus 105. Vegas is next at plus 135, and Dallas is plus 600. I will say this, if Vegas is to, to close it out, whether it's tonight or in a game seven, Vegas will be favored over Florida in the Stanley Cup final. So if you want a little plus money edge in the Stanley Cup final price, Vegas plus 135 is probably the best you're going to get right now because Vegas is going to be favored at home in a Game 7 as opposed to being an underdog here in Game 6. So with them expected to win Game 7, you would think that those lines, the lines would move. Mackenzie, does that make sense that that line would move even though like they're playing a game seven and all it would take is one Dallas win to get there, but Vegas would be favored in game seven, so would that affect the
3: future's odds? The market appreciates that that not only are they favored in a game seven, but they have two uh, chances to close it out, Mm -hmm. so that plus 130 reflects that if they were to have less of a chance to win the series because there was only one game left, that plus 130 would be like plus 180. And the stars, you wouldn't get it six to one. you get mm-hmm. it at like three to one because they'd have a 50-50 shot of being or I guess they'd have less because they'd be in the, uh, on a road in a game seven. But yeah, but, uh, but, the stars, so, at six but it to wouldn't, one if they wouldn't win
1: the series. But it wouldn't be correlated to the game seven price. Like like if, Vegas, if it's a game seven, wouldn't yeah. the series price be exactly what the game seven price is? Yes. Yeah, so then Vegas would be like minus 130.
3: Right, and but their plus one thirty futures odds takes into the fact that they're going to be favored in Game Seven, so it's not it's not ever good to lose a game. It's like oh, we're favored now. No, yes. they're already like favored in this hypothetical Game Seven. Yeah,
1: well, I guess I guess my point is, if you like Vegas to win the Cup, this plus one thirty five is the best number you're going to get.
3: Unless they lose, then it's going to be plus. Then it's going to be higher because they're gonna no have less of
1: no. Because if they you because if they lose this game and in Game Seven they're minus one thirty. Then, oh, that's not the series price. That's the futures price on the Stanley Cup. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Because Dallas has to be figured in to what their odds are to win that game as well. So, okay, now we're making sense here. Because I'm trying. I'm. T- this is why we talk things. <laughs> this out, is guys. a new segment. This is a new segment that we're that we're trying out. Scott <laughs> but, figures it out. Yeah, didn't you say that that was supposed to be a segment? Scott tries <laughs> to figure things out. Yeah, that that should be a segment. Like, what does this translate to in German? Watch Scott try and figure it out. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> there's, sp- speaking of that, there's a there's a new show on Netflix uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger where he's like a CIA. Uh, I've heard it's good. It's good. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, and there's one scene he meets a a, a, a German doctor or whatever. Or his last name is Pfeffer or something. And he's like, or it's Pfeiffer. And he's like, wouldn't it be uh, uh Pfeffer in German? And he's like, Yeah, my my you know, when when my parents came here, they like anglicized it or whatever, so it became Pfeiffer. And he goes, and Pfeffer would translate to Pepper, so aren't you Dr. Pepper? <laughs> you know, it was like it was it was just very funny. It was like Arnold like breaking down on, like translations. Uh that's me. <laughs> that's me trying to figure out translations, like what means what? So yes, uh, okay, Vegas plus one thirty five now to win the cup. Obviously, if they win game six tonight, those odds go bye-bye. They'll be favored against Florida. But if they lose, they will be a higher-priced favorite to win the Cup, but they'll be favored to win game seven. So you might get a better number on them to win the Cup, but you'll get a worse number on them to win this series. Um, Well, I guess tonight? Boy, it's really hard to go against the momentum. And uh, I think Dallas does win and forces a game seven. And, and, you know, it, I've been on Dallas every game of the series, <laughs> uh, except for the last one. Uh, I thought Vegas, because I do think Vegas gets it done at home in a game seven, but then anything can happen in a game seven, if we're being honest. I just think Dallas has uh, that win, what they showed, what they were able to do playing without Jamie Benn and also without Evgeny Dadanov, is really big because now you get uh, Jamie Benn back after his two-game suspension, and that's it, just a huge... It's like getting... It's a huge impact on, on the team. So I don't think they're going to get enough back. Uh, he didn't even travel with the team to Vegas, so I think he's still too hurt to play. But getting Jamie Ben back and possibly seeing Vegas go after him for what he did to Mark Stone it, to cause the suspension... I, I think everything just plays into Dallas's hand. Plus, Jake Ottinger is just playing really well right now. So ride the hot goaltender. And after being pulled in that 4 nothing loss, Jake Ottinger has kind of shown w- what he's capable of. So I do think Dallas gets it done tonight. And we have ourselves a game seven. I would actually go Dallas and the under tonight. Well, I hope you're wrong.
3: <laughs> Me too. <All> right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's
1: get to the cup. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ, it's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped the board as a sponsor with us, I've been drinking AG1 because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality. And I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore.
0: Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but I mean, this stuff is incredible. And So many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit, and there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health
1: so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com SOV. That's drinkag1.com SOV. Check it out. Memorial Day and Major League Baseball just seem to go hand in hand. Uh, I'm actually upset that there's some night games tonight. I feel like everybody in Major League Baseball should just be playing day games today. Uh, but to help us break down the Major League Baseball board is Griffin Warner, uh, my co host on the Major League Baseball podcast on RJ Bell's Dream Preview feed. Griffin, welcome to Straight Out of
2: Vegas AM. I, hey, I'm pumped to be here. Psyched to be here. Um, very, very. It's been a little while since the NCAA tournament. I think gave out a winner at Mizzou uh, way back when. I'm Not sure if anyone remembers that. But uh, very delighted, honored even to be back sharing some airways with AJ Hoffman.
0: That makes me feel good about things. It has been a while <laughs> since we we gave out those college basketball games. So it's <laughs> a, it's like a whole new world with Major League Baseball. But
1: uh, good to good to hear you from you, my friend.
0: Great.
2: Great to be here.
1: So let's get into the games here. Uh, They start bright and early, you know, one o'clock Eastern time, because that's bright and early for some of us. Uh, The Guardians at the Orioles. Logan Allen will go for the Guardians and Tyler Wells for the Orioles and Griffin, Baltimore. I think this is a pretty high price here at minus one forty five.
2: Yeah, well, I've had a bunch of sagas involving the Cleveland Guardians this year um they really can't hit the ball and unfortunately it's really hard to go on the road against what might be a better bullpen that Baltimore currently is using um with incredible numbers from Felix Bautista also Cano who maybe he's given up a run so far this year I'm not sure that he has um and unfortunately when Cleveland really struggles to move runners at all score them from third base with less than two outs I just don't really see where Cleveland's going to score here uh Tyler Wells has been kind of up and down doesn't seem to have the greatest prospect pedigree but it seems to be a good arm and uh, Baltimore at home is in a better position to score runs I think than Cleveland I really like Logan Allen I feel like if he was on a better team he might be someone that I'd want to back here uh, but at this price it, it's certainly bigger than I think you want to back considering the Orioles struggles on offense but I think you're looking at a, a mirror image on the road in Cleveland who's I think inferior in a lot of different categories
0: when you talk about the you know Cleveland not being able to hit in the ball uh, the Orioles' offensive struggles sounds like maybe under eight might be a decent play,
2: yeah. Um, Scott and I are definitely uh converts to the first five, uh, first half unders essentially in this sport. I think that's a great idea, AJ. And uh, two teams that have great bullpens, which I guess you lose out on that, so maybe there is some value more so in the under eight than there is on the uh, under four, whatever, whatever it would be for the first half, but. Uh, I don't see a lot of runs, and you got the great wall of Baltimore in left field basically killing all home runs on on the left field side.
1: Yes, you have uh, unicorn triples that occur there, or unicorn doubles where it would be a home run in every other ballpark except for Baltimore. Uh, The Rangers are at the Tigers. Nathan Uvalde coming off another complete game gets the start for Texas. Matthew Boyd goes for Detroit. Texas is minus
2: 169. Nice. Um, Yeah. High price. uh, I I feel like the Rangers, I mean, they've been smoking the ball, but they continue to play the worst, the dregs of the league. It's going to turn around eventually. Um, Talking to you, not straight out of Vegas myself. I'm straight out of of the Dallas area right now. And so um, I've been following this team very closely. They smashed the ball ever since Corey Seager came back. That's only helped an offense. That's really been, been flying all year. ivaldi has been awesome. Who's certainly shown it in the past. Um, And they got a really good matchup here against the Detroit Tigers who, just aren't really a team that I'm afraid of to hit the ball or really pitch the ball well either. So I think uh, Texas has been hot. I don't see it stopping here. It seems like a really gigantic price, but I think it's deserved for how the season has gone so far. The Cardinals host the Royals. Adam Wainwright
1: getting the start for the Cardinals. And it looks like it's going to be Josh Stammelt for the Royals. Can uh, St. Louis, a heavy favorite, minus 215.
2: Yeah, as they should be. Uh, looks like a bullpen game. Stamont, to me was a eighth inning like setup man. I, I can't imagine he's a starting pitcher now. I feel like that's a let's figure out what we're gonna do, especially in, in what kind of is a rivalry game. I think on i seventy if uh, if I'm not mistaken. But right. um, Adam Wainwright uh, not certainly a pitcher I want to lay two to one odds with. I gotta say, um, but it seems like a series that St. Louis should continue the the good streak they've been on. Um, And certainly have a much more potent offense than anything the Royals are throwing out there. The Rays are at the Cubs. Marcus
1: Stroman goes for Chicago. Taj Bradley for the Rays. Tampa's minus 125. AJ, you have been a Rays backer when Bradley pitches but it didn't quite work out for you last time. It was terrible last time. They lost
0: 20 to one. I, like when you bet <laughs> Ray's money line and you uh, you're negative 19 and run differential, it's not, doesn't make you want to run and back Taj Bradley again. So uh, yeah,
2: it, I'll, I'll watch this one. I got to say, at least you don't have to pay extra for a 19 run loss. <laughs> I, think I lost the same amount on uh, the guardians on Saturday night. On a uh, a pass ball that ended up scoring the game winning run, so I think I would rather have lost by 19 in that scenario. Um, Taj Bradley had he's had a really weird year. The Rays, of course, um, low like low budget, but still a really great performing franchise. Sent him down to work on some stuff with some really like shady reasons. He tried some new pitch mixes that went really poorly, and then came up and had a pretty good start back in the big leagues, which you think would wouldn't go that way after struggling in AAA. Um, I, I got to say that the Rays feel a little short to me right here. Um, I think there were some injuries that at least Pete Fairbanks seems like he's hurt again, and Jason Adam went two innings today, so I don't know necessarily if that means their bullpen's a little light tomorrow. But the Cubs have been one of the worst teams in baseball in the month of May. Uh, Marcus Stroman has got a good slider, but is going to try to pitch to contact to one of the most power-hungry teams in the world. It feels like I think the, the Rays over 100 home runs this year as a team, and a lot of teams don't even have 50. So um, to me, it feels like Tampa's is a little short. Rockies are at the Diamondbacks. Arizona minus
1: 190. Total of nine and a half with Ryan Nelson and Carl Kaufman as the
2: pitching matchup. I lean towards the over with these guys. Yeah, I can't, can't see either of these guys going too deep in this game. Um, bullpens are certainly not a strength of either of these teams. I think Arizona is probably deserved favorite. Seeing them close to two to one seems gigantic. But uh, the Rockies are a team you don't really want to touch, I feel like, when they're away from Coors Field. I don't think tomorrow is any different. The Twins are at the Astros. It's JP France
1: going for Houston. Sonny Gray and his 4-0 record with a 1.82 ERA going for the Twins. Houston is minus 125. AJ, it's Sonny Gray Day, and you get him as an underdog, but seeing the way that Houston is mashing the baseball right now, can you bet against them? It's funny. Today's Memorial
0: Day, and the Astros are 10 games over 500. We talked about them about a month ago, and I said, man, they, they tend to be a slow starter. They've been a slow starter all throughout this run. They were a slow starter again this year. It seems like they've figured it out, putting up 10. I mean, listen, it was the lowly athletics yesterday, so I, I'm not taking I'm not putting much stock in it. But they seem to really be hitting the ball, and their lineup is looking more like what the projected lineup was supposed to be uh, coming into the summer. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not getting in the way of the Astros here.
2: I feel like Minnesota had a really tough series with Toronto as well, um, were favorites on Saturday and had to hold on for dear life after Chris Bassett finally had a bad start. Um, Sonny Gray, I, I think if you listen to this podcast, he seems to start every time we have an episode, and it really feels like uh, he's one start away from going on the IL like he has for his entire career, but it's been a long time. He's been really sharp so far this year. I don't have a ton of information on JP France started for Houston, but feels like a short price for a team like Minnesota seems like they're getting a lot of respect here. And I don't really understand it. Rich Hill gets the start for the Pirates in San Francisco against
1: the Giants. Anthony DeSclafani goes for San Francisco. San Francisco minus 140 as DeSclafani looks to bounce back from uh, his previous outing when he allowed seven runs. Four of them earned, though, okay. against Minnesota.
2: Yeah. These seems like one of those guys that when he's good, he's really good. When he's bad, he's bad. Um, how do you time which one it's going to be? I think it's a lot based on his opponent. Uh, the Pirates, one of the worst teams in May as well. Um, I think trying to sh- take the reins from, I think San Diego is one of the worst as well as the Chicago Cubs, but um, Pittsburgh doesn't seem like a lineup that I'm very afraid of. These should be able to get through them. And you got Rich Hill uh, at 46 years old or, or something like that. Um, not really sure how he's doing it and don't really believe in him doing it longer. Okay. um, I don't know if I have the
1: uh, chutzpah to play this, but I kind of like the Oakland A's getting plus 200 against the Braves. Paul Blackburn makes his return from the IL, his 2023 debut. And last year, Paul Blackburn was like the only time you could ever bet on the A's because he was their best pitcher. And Michael Soroka gets the start for Atlanta. He has not pitched a major league baseball game since COVID.
2: So, uh, Chutzpah might be a little bit beyond my lexicon. i got to say, I just went to a Jewish wedding uh, a couple weekends ago and loved it and only wanted to do Jewish weddings from now on. I would imagine is cojones, balls, something of that nature. See, sí. I'm um, not trying to be crude, but something in that that area. Um, and you're getting the lone Oakland Athletics All Star of last year, Paul Blackburn, the season debut against Mike Soroka with, I think, two uh, medically re engineered Achilles, I, I want to say, but. Um, Oakland has won 18% of their games so far this year, 18.2. I'm sliding them a little bit. Um, I realize I'm a glutton for punishment. I wake up early to watch soccer goalkeepers drop the ball right to the other guy's foot to put it right behind them in the net every weekend. So um, maybe I'm not the per- perfect person to understand that, but I think this is even a little bit much for me, no matter how much chutzpah it's going to take. The
1: Angels are at the White Sox. Griffin Canning goes for the Angels. Michael Kopech. For the White Sox,
2: Chicago's minus 140. Yeah, I heard you say Griffin. I'm like, okay, so I guess he's not queuing AJ on this one. Um, yeah, Griffin Canning, you know, my namesake. Uh, slightly better, I think, uh, uh, <laughs> bank account right now. But um, ultimately, Michael Kopech on the other side for the White Sox has been awesome. Uh, throwing like 80% fastballs and somehow getting away with it. Um, we'll see how long that lasts. Uh, I think the Angels were swept at home by the Miami Marlins this this weekend. Um, in in pure Angels fashion, just like falling apart at the seams. Um, I don't really know what to do with this one because Joey Otani and Mike Trout play for the Angels, and I think they'll be available for this one. And the White Sox are a team I like to be against, but it's really hard to want to back an Angels team unless just getting away from the VGA is going to potentially help them. Oh, also one thing I forgot to mention with that uh, Braves game
1: in Oakland oh, no. is it is a Sunday night fade. The Braves were home and uh, Sunday night, Get out of town travel, go cross country Ooh, just seems seems
2: like a nice fade spot. Uh, I mean it is an ultimate travel spot like I'm not sure you can go much further than I guess maybe Seattle will be the only one that would be worse. The Nationals are at the
1: Dodgers. Bobby Miller gets the start for the Dodgers. Trevor Williams for the Nationals and the Dodgers a heavy favorite minus 225.
2: Yeah, as they should be. Um, maybe Trevor Williams hangs around for three innings and gets a few ground balls or something like that. Bobby Miller. I mean, I'm still waiting to see these rookie pitchers that are supposed to come up and be awesome. We saw Brandon Fox get get uh, sent down either yesterday or today. Um, Bobby Miller, I'm not sure he's he's yet shown what everyone's expecting from him. But if there's ever a time for him to light somebody up, it is uh, the Washington Nationals. And finally, the Yankees at the
1: Mariners. Domingo Herman goes for the Yankees. Bryce Miller. For the Mariners, Seattle minus one thirty five. AJ, can, can you back the rosin using suspension, getting Domingo Herman here at plus money? Uh, probably a plus
0: money. I think I might have to. Uh, it, obviously, he's going to have to be more careful about what kind of junk he puts on his hand. Uh, but I don't mind it. Yeah, I think plus money is a, a decent price on him.
2: Griffin, you agree? I, I do. I mean, it's hard to know what they're going to if they're going to check them. You got to see if Phil Cuzzy's on the uh, on the crew because he seems to throw everybody out. Um, <laughs> but at this point, I mean, I'm not really a believer in Bryce Miller. He, he's he got awesome, awesome stats so far, but you can't pitch against the Oakland Athletics every time. And so um, I'm into the Yanks. I feel like they woke up, hit Udaris, knocked him out pretty early today. Uh, that Aaron judge guy seems to matter. Uh, I'm not a Yankee fan. I think everyone knows that it listens to me anywhere, but, uh, I am a fan of them tomorrow and I I really like that 125. I'm seeing it bet online.
1: Griffin. Thanks so much for doing this, man. Enjoy the games. Can't wait. Thanks so much for having me. There's Griffin Warner joins me on RJ Bell's dream preview, major league baseball edition. So uh, that available on the RJ Bell dream preview podcast feed make sure you guys head on to pregame.com take advantage of a variety of discount packages we have available to you and some best bets which i'm sure there will be plenty for tonight's game seven in the nba game six on the ice and a full day of major league baseball as well use the promo code sunny 20 s-u-n-n-y 20 that will give you 20 percent off anything you'd like at pregame.com from Mackenzie Rivers and AJ Hoffman, as well as Griffin Warner, I'm Scott Sidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas AM.